This is Kev Millar from the 2004 World Champion Boston Red Sox, and you're listening to Boston's Big Three Podcast, presented by Ride the Wave Media. All right, this is Boston's Big Three, episode 49, presented by Ride the Wave Media. As always, go check us out at Ride the Wave Media. Check out our Instagram at Boston's Big Three. Today's show is sponsored by Kraft Mac and Cheese. Remember you how much they love you by dinner. Find it at your local grocer. There's no preservatives, no dyes, no artificial flavors. They got original, shapes, microwavable, SpongeBob, Scooby-Doo, Deluxe. Late night, <laughs> missed games, having to be in 100 places at once. It's hard, trust me. But right now, we're all just sitting inside. Getting the right Mac and Cheese. Well, that's nothing because Kraft Mac and Cheese is made with no artificial flavors, preservatives, or dyes. My girlfriend and I, we were having a dispute last night about what's better, Kraft or Velveeta. And I went with Kraft. Velveeta is way too cheesy. I didn't know there was another brand of mac and cheese. Wait, you're what? complaining for something being too cheesy? Yeah. You didn't know that Velveeta was another brand? I did not. Velveeta, the, the sack of cheese that you get with Velveeta... It's just gross. <laughs> like it's you take easy it out, it's like nacho cheese, and you throw it on the <laughs> ground, and it bounces back up. So <laughs> I was like, Kraft is way better. Get the, yeah, you get the little you get dusty equal cheese. Equal noodle, you get equal cheese. You get yeah, you get the dusty stuff. Butter, <laughs> butter and milk that you add in. See that yeah. other thing to add the cheese. Velveeta just noodles and cheese, and that's like a psychopath move. But Kraft Dad's mac and cheese to know is all about the mac and cheese. That's all kids eat anyway. Chicken nuggets that's and mac all and I've cheese. Eaten. In quarantine, I've been making yeah. steak, rice, chicken, mac and cheese, broccoli. They're with you. Rice every day. Rice peel off the goat. Anyways, uh, we have actually a couple news stories to talk about today. It's been a while since us four have all been together. First and foremost, this is just something out of my selfish nature. I want to talk about these quarantine houses that I made for Ride the Wave Media. We posted it the other day. Uh, if you're not familiar with it, go check it out when we're listening. But we did whatever's hot in the streets in the meme game right now, just saying, hey, this is a quarantine. Which house you picking? Uh, the heavy answer is house number six, but I think we should go like house by house saying pros, cons, what would even happen? Just, I don't know, just talk about something. <laughs> so I went through Boston sports history Boston athletes I picked a, a Patriot a Celtic a Red Sox and a Bruin per each house um so house number one let's get underway we got Tom Brady Jason Tatum Raphael Devers and Milan Lucic not a very uh favorite answer not a lot of people picked one I think that's I a big drinking house I mean you've heard in the past yeah. that Tom Brady can chug beers slug beers I think Milan Lucic would be the same way but I'd be afraid that if you had too many drinks that Lucci will try to fight you. And I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to be knocked out like that. And then eventually Tom Brady's just going to break your heart and leave. So uh, leave your house and there'll only be th- <laughs> you know, three we'd of them left. eating terribly. Well, we'd be eating well. But it was no just tomatoes. Like, yeah. yeah, no, I was about to say, the number one reason why I didn't pick this house is because Brady put me on a diet. Like, I'm just trying to eat some, like, yeah. pizza rolls or something. Like, I just want to eat something good while I'm stuck with these kids. Brady would put Devers uh, on a diet so quick. And, and yeah, and I was just speaking this either. Yeah. Yeah. You got Devers over in the corner eating a, like a roll of cookie dough. Lucic is definitely the <laughs> alpha in this house because Brady's a simp, as we saw today on the Howard Stern show. And uh, Jason Tatum's going to be in awe of Brady, so he'll just follow whatever he does. So whatever also, Lucic does, they will just follow him. The age difference here. Tom Brady is old enough to be both father to Jason Tatum and Raphael Devers, if they were both his children. 
Yeah, so House One, not a lot of people picked, but a lot of people said, "Oh, Brady's in that house. I have to go to it." Well, if you I don't love Tom Brady, Brady that would be so terrible. much, oh, yeah. Tom Brady, I love you so much. I'm gonna buy your Bucks jersey because I want to support you. You've won so many. I'm named Brady because my parents had sex and I was born, and we named me Brady. I'm gonna follow you everywhere. I love you so much. That's usually right. how kids are born, if you didn't know that. <laughs> how how is talking like that? Yeah, Babs has no idea how he's having <laughs> twins. <laughs> what do you mean? All right, how is two? We got Vince Wilford, Larry Bird, Ted Williams, and Tim Thomas. Rest in peace. A lot of people said how is two simply because Vince Wilford can cook. However, there's a limited amount of food That's in these point. quarantine houses, and he's a large human. So whatever uh, he's taking a lot of uh debatable, dude. This supermarkets are still open, meat markets are still open. If you go to this house, you're eating good. You're eating good. A lot of money. These guys got money. These guys got mm-hmm. all the money. You're you're all setting. You're you're all set. Tim Thomas is, is known to eat, you know, as well too. Also, he's a bigger guy. wild card. Tim Thomas just fell off the face of the map. Imagine his stories. Yeah. You know, I'm picking this house just because Tim Thomas is like a political wild card and just like entertain me. Like he'll like watch the news and like just yell about it for like four hours. So that'd be hilarious to watch. And you got two arguable goats in, in Boston sports history. Ted Williams, easily the best Red Larry Sox Bird's player a, of all time. Larry Bird's a boring guy though. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if he is. I think he's just not like uh, kind of like a Kawhi's a boring guy. Just he doesn't a, do a lot of media yeah. stuff. I think he's like just a mean person, but very funny at the same time. If you're time. stuck like, with him, it'd be funny. Oh, I want to work on my. Yeah. I want to work on my three points. I'll uh, chill with Larry Bird outside. A lot of things that you can yeah, do outside the with these guys. Wolf Forks cooking. You're at the basketball court out in your backyard with uh, Larry Bird shooting around. Maybe do a little street hockey with Tim Thomas. See if you can score you one. A ghost. On. You have a ghost with Ted Williams. Like you got yeah. a lot of stuff going <laughs> is on. Is it? Is it? Is it Ted Williams' head or is his full body? The the ghost. <laughs> ghost in the yeah, attic. Just his head. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that was a kind of popular one. House number three, which I saw almost nobody answer, was Edelman, Bill Russell, Nomar, and David Posternock. I think this this would be my house. I would take this house. I love Julian Edelman, and I love Nomar, and I love Posternock. I've seen Bill yeah, Russell. Bill Russell's his, crazy like his, stories his, in history. Yeah, his social media game has stepped up drastically. Bill Russell has like become one of my favorite people to follow on social media because he does he doesn't post often, but when he does, it's so funny. Yeah, yeah, I'm he a big no Bill Russell guy too. I like Bill Russell too. Not a big Edelman guy. Per- like I like him as like a player and stuff, but like personally, mm-hmm. he kind of gives me like rubs me the wrong way sometimes. I've heard some stories, some uh, backlash about him, him personal meetings with fans and stuff. I wouldn't understand what Pasta is saying half the time, so I don't yeah. understand like a conversation. Hey, I fit in. I got the little chip tooth. It's on the wrong <laughs> side. For him. Yeah, you guys can bond over how you lose, <laughs> lost teeth. My brother chipped my tooth when I was younger. Uh, Reed, where he's right away me, he punched me. No, he pushed me off of like a bed and I just chipped my tooth. <laughs> and it was like, I like remember I, the tooth came out of my hand. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not a good time. All right, house four. A lo- another uncommon answer Bill Belichick, Paul Pierce, Mookie Betts, and Cam Neely. Now, with Cam Neely, I would strictly, I would not even talk anything Bruins. I'd only talk about Dumb and Dumber with him. <laughs> Like he's a key character. He's sea bass. I feel like yeah, this house you would you would be you would want to leave this house an hour into it. I feel like yeah, probably. But I also have a low <laughs> suspicion that Belichick would just go like full just regular guy mode. He would just get out of coach mode, just like <laughs> see one of the dudes. Boys. No yeah, football. Just, just like, definitely see Belichick just just <laughs> lounging around, having like a couple brews and just like chilling. 
Yeah, I feel like this would be the house just to pick his brain the entire time. I mean, you're in quarantine life. That guy is literally a genius of football. You'd probably be walking out of the quarantine as a head coach for one of these NFL teams if you spend your time with Bill Belichick. Or you drive yourself crazy because of all the do-your-job stuff he's having you do. Clean the gutters, clean the house, clean the bathroom, cook dinner, wash dishes, do your job. We can all succeed. That would drive me nuts. I would would, 100% take that mentality in. I would pick Mookie's brain, but the only way I would choose this house is if Paul Pierce is wearing his Buzz Lightyear outfit the entire time. I'd also ask Peters more <laughs> about the time he stabs him. That's, played that's also fair. Season. I have so many questions for all Peters. All right. The two most popular houses, House 5 mm-hmm. and House 6. We'll start with House 5. Uh, personally, when I was making these, I was just going one by one randomly, like scrolling with my eyes closed, kind of just picking one more person. And House 5 and House 6 came out stacked. So we got House 5, Randy Moss, Kevin Garnett, Terry Francona, and Brad Marchand. <laughs> this would be my house. Fact. I think there would be a fight in this house on day one. Like, it's not yeah. just verbal altercation. Whole there's whole lot of there's fight. There's fighting. I mean, yeah, you're, talk, uh, you guys, you're talking about KG, a crazy human being, but also, like, <laughs> one of the, like, the most chill, like, guys out there. He always speaks his yeah. mind and everything. Randy Moss is Randy Moss. Like, no further explanation necessary. Terry Francona, uh, he's going to be, like, the fun, drunk chaperone of the group. <laughs> and uh, Brad Marshawn, he's just scrapping everybody. So I think there's going to be a mutual respect about you, everybody, but it's just four alphas together. And uh, you, you yeah. said about the fighting and stuff like that. You, Mar- you know, Marshawn's going to be picking fights with KG and oh, Randy Moss at well, all you know, times. 100%. Trying, to, in, trying to bob it in the there. Guy, and Frank Cohen is like this guy in jail and starts <laughs> swinging at him yeah. when you're like this yeah, tall. It, if you guys didn't know, Tyler Miller likes Kevin Garnett. If we <laughs> didn't, <laughs> I didn't know that. I, yeah. I, he's I also, think, oh, speaking of KG, see what he said about the T-Wolves? He's claiming himself as a Celtic, not a T-Wolf. Yep. So yeah, they want to go back to that conversation? All right, House 6, this was by far and away the most popular one, and by good reason. We have Rob Gronkowski, Taco Fall, Manny Ramirez, Zdeno Chara. Just a I whole lot of 1,000% choosing this house, and it's not close. <laughs> yeah. It's a whole Rob lot Gronkowski, of people that party champion of the world. 24-7 WWE champion. You have Taco Fall, who's just a meme, seven-foot whatever, and you just, like, walk around the house just being, like, a statue, essentially. Manny Ramirez has the perk plug. <laughs> if we want, like, to get really crazy, like, he has something going on. And Zdeno Char just, like, the kind of like the Francona role. He'd just be, like, partying the whole time at 40 years old. And just, also, like, having mountains of drink. men. Yeah. There's, like, this 30 is, This is a man of men. Yeah. <laughs> House 6 is also a lot of people who like, yeah, you can speak English, but a whole lot of broken English. <laughs> yeah. We have Gronkowski, the CTE, that'll do it. Taco Fall is from a different country. So, yeah, I, I don't know. They probably speak a different language. I know he speaks fine English over here, but you never know. <laughs> Manny Ramirez, uh, drugs, partying, and the fact that you're Manny Ramirez from the Dominican Republic, you're pretty, like, decent at English. But even then, and the Zdeno Chara, uh, I don't know, like, <laughs> so hard enough to say his name to begin with. So all of those guys coming to one house, they're not going to really speak all that well. They're just going to speak through socialization, speak through partying, speak through who can chug a beer faster. Uh, elite house, but you just have to be ready to party the oh, entire I'm time. Weird. No, if there was a pool in this house, it'd be, a, it'd be like a chicken fight with like Gronk on top of Taco Fall and like Ramirez on top of Zidane. Yeah, 45 like human battling human. it out. Yeah. House 7, another unpopular one. We got Ty Law, Doc Rivers, David Ortiz, and Bobby Orr. I like this house just for history, and it's more of a, yeah. a lot of 
story. This would be the story house. This is the one they're yeah. sitting around the couch or sitting around the fire, and these guys are just spewing stories. You know that guys like Ty Law, Doc Rivers, Ortiz, and Orr can talk about the old days. And if you're really into the history of sports and you really like all that other stuff and want to live through those moments, that's the house you want to listen. You want to listen to to get sick of the stories. But I mean. I see Ty Law drinking. I know he can get. I know he can get a little funky. Get the hookah out there. You know, David Ortiz too got his cigars, his salsa. You you be enjoying. You be enjoying Mufungo. No, you be enjoying your I, time. I guarantee you, one night in, I would get Ortiz drunk enough to show me his bullet wound. I guarantee <laughs> you. <laughs> Ty Law will also have the place stacked with V1 vodka. People forget. Yeah, Ty Law brings to the day was a whole endless plug. Uh, supply. There's a lot of, lot of history there. Doc Rivers is the only one there still in sports. We got House 8, Robert Kraft, Jalen Brown, Pedro Martinez, Patrice Bergeron. Almost nobody voted on this one. Our Asian masseuse uh, is coming in there. A little, <laughs> little alcohol. No, it's a social distancing, quarantine. Kraft will probably have the coronavirus cure before anyone else on the planet, so might want to choose him just for safety. Uh, Jalen Brown, that's kind of an interesting combo with him and Smartest Kraft. Just to see like, the relationship. Because Brown's a smart guy, Kraft's a businessman. It'd be kind of a cool like combo. Young and old type thing. Yeah. Uh, some ideas Pedro, off each other. No. I have no desire to be in the same house as Pedro Martinez. Like, <laughs> I, I would want to see Robert Kraft take a baseball bat and Pedro pitch and say, Robert, you have to hit at least one of these balls. Let's see how many times, how <laughs> long it takes him. I know Pedro still it got it too. He's done and a lot Tyler of Tyler has abandoned the podcast. He has. So I'm, I'm going to move this along. House 9 has to be the most boring house that you've house, ever yeah. seen. Adam Venateri, Danny Ainge, <laughs> Jason Veritek, and Ray Bork. I, I just feel like you're up at a certain time of the day. Everyone eats their lunch quietly. You eat dinner at the same time. You're in bed by 9. That sounds like, like that's like white bread, this, milk. This is the BYU squad. This is the this is the vanilla white guy house. And like it wouldn't be a bad thing. You'd probably get to bed by 8.30 every night, take your vitamins. Uh, probably like a drink every like, actually no, because Danny doesn't even drink, right? He doesn't nope. drink at all, and his wife would obviously be there because he's a Mormon, so like he has to like check everything by her anyway. So that'd be kind of a drag. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, Jason Veritek's got the most personality of all all four of these guys, and that's saying something. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's a lot of quiet leaders here, but Venditary, oh. the goat kicker, Danny Ainge, unbelievable player, and uh. GM, and he's just a scrapper. Dealing Danny. Veritek, Ver- I'm just going to talk about the time he punched A-Rod. Yeah. And then, honestly, I, I have nothing with Ray Bork. <laughs> like, what's up, well, man? He used to skate. Brewing Avalanche. Final hey, Babs, I got a question. Out of Vinatieri, first bout Hall of Famer, yes or no? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Has it's to be. not yeah, fighting think- the entire committee. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think the better one is Steven Goskowski. Does he deserve to be in the Hall of Fame? And I don't think so. Super Bowls does he have three? Yeah, but I think he, I think he'll eventually he'll Pat's eventually get in. But yeah, Hall of Fame, yeah, but NFL Hall of Fame, no, because it's so hard. It's so hard for specialists to get in, in the first place. You had to actually be that much extraordinary player to be in the Hall of Fame as a specialist. Like you have a guy like Vinatieri, who's obviously I think undisputed the greatest of all time. So I think he gets in easy. But I think first ballot should be definitely on the docket for him. Final decision. I'm going with House Five. I'm I'm going house six. I don't even remember which one I took. 
I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go house seven because uh, you know you can only do so much partying in house six, and then you just your liver can take only take so much damage. Yeah. So I'd rather come, oh, I'd rather come up with a little knowledge and history. And I'm going house house three with Edelman, Bill Russell, Nomar, and Pasternak. All right, Tom Brady's Bucks jerseys officially came out. Uh, he also hopped on the Howard Stern show. First of all, uh, is it acceptable to get a Bucks Brady jersey in New England now? If, I'm if not. You get- no, because if you get a Brady Bucks jersey, you're a Tom Brady fan. If you don't yeah. get one, you're a Patriots fan. Simple put. I mean, there's a complete difference right there. I mean, I've nice. gotten LeBron James jerseys before. Like, I'm a LeBron James fan. I'm not like a Cavs fan. I'm not a Lakers fan or a Heat fan. I'm just a LeBron fan. But that just shows that you're not a Patriots fan. That's a simple put. Wait, Jose, that logic does not follow. If you're a, right, so you're a Celtics fan, right? Yeah. And you bought a LeBron James Miami Heat jersey. Yeah. So you're a fan of LeBron James and the Celtics? Yeah, I'm a fan of LeBron. I respect LeBron. Yeah, so you can't respect Tom Brady? No, he's on the he's on the Bucks, dude. It's a different sport. So LeBron, so, it sounds like one of my buddies. Different sport. It sounds like one of my buddies' debates that he has ongoing with Mark Wahlberg. This guy I know doesn't like him because he's he's a LeBron fan and he lives in LA, but you know. <laughs> no, but what mean, happens if you just get a different player's jersey? Like if I went to go get. Yeah. No my Mahomes jersey okay. or something like that. Like I don't like the okay. Chiefs, but I like Mahomes. But here's the difference: is like with with Boston sports and Celtics. Like the Patriots are my number one sport. You obviously know that. So like I'm stick with Patriots, true and true. Basketball, I'm a little bit more loose. I'm like I, I've always admitted, like Sox, I'm a casual fan. I root for the Sox, but you know I'll root for our, like individual players. Like don't get me wrong. LeBron is like on a whole different level than like he's the goat, bro. Like on both sides of the ball, like it's unbelievable what you see. Tom Brady, I just think that you following him from, you shouldn't get his jersey. Like, if you're a Tom Brady fan, like, that's one thing. If you're from New England, you're asking this from New England itself. I don't think you should do it. I don't know. I, don't, left I, just, yeah, I, like, I, I just think that the LeBron example proves why you're wrong. Because you're doing the same not, thing in the NBA. The LeBron, just the whole Brady gave you everything. Brady gave you the Patriots. Like, yeah, everyone, you grow up rooting for the team in your hometown. No, Belichick Brady, and Robert Bra- Kraft gave us the Patriots. So Brady had nothing to do with it. He, he just happened to be there, to right place, he right happened, time. Yeah, no, he, he, he had something to do with it. The argument, uh, the argument's there for if, if, like, for if Babs was from Cleveland and he was a LeBron fan still. That's that's what he's saying, basically. Okay, so yeah, actually, let's go for that then. If you were in Cleveland, so say you were, oh, so Paul Pierce, how about that? Did you would you get a Paul Pierce Wizards jersey when you left, <laughs> or a Nets jersey? No, no. <laughs> well, you thought I think about the it, difference. Though. I think the difference is that it's just like. He was on your team and leaves. I, I would just rep a Brady. I would rep a Brady Patriots jersey. You can root for Brady and just own a Brady Patriots jersey. Like, I like to have, like, a LeBron jersey because I think, like, I just like LeBron. Like, it just, like, something different. There's, so, there's a but level I'm not of... going out there actively rooting. Like, there are going to be yeah. people wearing that jersey actively rooting for Tom Brady in the Bucks. That's the difference. Me? I'm not actively out there rooting for the Cleveland Cavs. Yeah. I wasn't actively. I'm not even right. have a Lakers one, but there's, I'm not there's an icon. There's an icon level to it now. Games. Like I'm gonna 100% be watching more Bucks games because yes, like, I am a Tom Brady fan and a Patriots fan. I think that's what I, the majority of people Here's the people example, start. Joe. If I lived in Arizona and I was a Phoenix, uh, at Phoenix, I was an Arizona Cardinals fan. I would probably would have bought a Tom Brady jersey to support. Like, wow, he's the goat. Like that's like that's just my thinking because wow that's like like you might want to wear that out once or something like mm-hmm. that and just and rep it and support it. Well, but, the, here's my thing: the icon, the icon level to it. 
you know, like Michael Jordan, if you see someone wearing a Michael Jordan Wizards jersey, you're you're like you're looking at it like what the heck is like it's rare. You're not going to see that very often. And it's the same kind of time period now where you have the iconic jerseys and LeBron James wearing a Cle- or a, a Cavs jersey or a Heat jersey or even a Lakers jersey now. They're, it's going to be iconic because he is the greatest one of the greatest players of all time and you're in that iconic Lakers jersey and now you have Tom Brady and that t- TB12 uh, flying Elvis jersey, if you will, is going to be one of those iconic jerseys. Him in the Bucks jersey is the same. Same, I would argue it as the same level as Michael Jordan in Washington. It's just not. It's going to fade out. Like once he retires, the the jersey you're going to think of Tom Brady, and for for the rest of time is the Navy one. Here's here's another example to kind of go on my side in my crazy thinking. Derek Jeter, dude, amazing player. Yeah. I get what he's done to the game. I would never buy his jersey because it's a Yankees jersey. I would never buy a LeBron James. Go ahead. Go. That's that it's the Yankees. You're from Boston. Why would you ever he, get a Yankees jersey? You anyway? didn't let me finish. I would never, never buy a, I would never buy a LeBron James jersey for the Lakers because that's the Lakers. That's Boston, LA. I wouldn't okay. I wouldn't do yeah, something but like that. The, that's, Boston, what I, that's what I wanted to hear. Boston and Cle- what? The Bucks and Patriots have no rivalry. Who's about with Tampa Bay? I think yeah, it's going to be the highest-selling like, jersey there, of the season. But there's a difference now where Tom Brady was on your team and left, and you're just, oh, let me go buy his jersey to go support him. No, you should stick with the Patriots. If you want to support Brady, wear your, wear your Brady Patriots jersey. Stick with the Patriots. I understand what you're trying down. to say. I understand what you're trying to say. But uh, I'm going to buy one anyway. If you guys couldn't tell, I collect jerseys. I have about 50 of them. Um, and that's a grail, honestly. A lot of these jerseys, like the Michael Jordan Wizards one, the authentic ones are very highly priced. Like I've seen the authentic Jordan one go for $600. It, it's, it was sold at a time for like 100 or less. So Tom Brady's not even going to play on the Bucks this year because there's going to be no NFL season. That's what I've been saying. Tom Brady, it's a, I literally, <laughs> a couple episodes, like, Tom Brady started Corona. Prove me wrong. He just wants to get the money, the guaranteed money from Tampa Bay, doesn't have to play a game for the Bucks, and he still is, like, forever a Patriot in a way. Maybe that's what he meant when he tweeted forever a Patriot. Let me connect some dots here. All right, and then he went on the Howard Stern show. And Not Pets. exactly sure what he said, to be honest. I didn't listen, but uh, that's been hot in the streets. I know we kind of have a recap from Babs's end, if he wants to pay attention. Oh, sorry. <laughs> the Rune Dog was sending me something. Uh, we're talking about the Howard Stern thing now, right? So, I... Why are you laughing? You're a clown. Why? What's going <laughs> on? Just fill me in! Just tell me what's I, going on. I would on. just ask about the Howard Stern thing, and then... <laughs> He's on the phone. <laughs> I was listening on the phone because uh, about Marcus Cannon. I guess someone was talking about us, about Marcus Cannon on one of their podcasts uh, and talking about the news that we dropped and they're waiting for it. All right. So this was a breakdown uh, from Jorge the Wolf. He's been on my Instagram quite a bit. I said, listen, buddy, need you to break me down everything that goes on. I didn't really listen to it. I just got a little speech from Dog. He said, uh, big thing for me. This is coming right straight from Jorge. Big thing for me, Howard did a great job making Tom feel real comfortable. It was a two-hour and 20-minute interview. The first hour was about Tom's life in high school to Michigan, then his first year with the Pats. As a high schooler, Tom mentioned how he did drink and smoked weed, but he stopped in high school because of the respect of his dad. He went on to talk about his Michigan days and how he was going to transfer, but his life coach or uh, how he's going to transfer, but his life coach or a sports psychologist convinced him to stop blaming others and do what you can do. Also, how Lloyd Carr told him to day as well. I'm guessing he messed this up. Big one that made me open my eyes is uh, on how he was a Bills guy and how he and Bills started at the Pats together. He completely respects Bill, 
tells uh, he completely respects Bill. Tells it's pretty, pretty shitty that folks come out and say otherwise. So he's pretty much saying like they have a mutual respect for each other. There's no riffraff in between. Um, also, I know Rune Dog texted me earlier, which I'm going to pull that up, uh, and said uh, so. The Giselle rumors were true. He's like, pull up the magazine again and show it. Brady says Giselle pushed him to check himself during the offseason to do more at home in the offseason because it was harming his marriage, i.e. doing offseason workouts, OTAs, etc. She wrote him a letter, too, saying she wasn't satisfied with our marriage and I need to make a change in that. Her point was, of course, this works for you, but it doesn't work for me. So I took that as... In, Jan- in mid-January, I saw a thing on, you know, Lifestyle Magazine. Someone sent it to me, and it says that Giselle Tom- dumps Tom. It's one of those tabloid, like, let's grab some headlines here. And it says, like, oh, this could be, like, a $600 million breakup and divorce. And I posted it just because it was a rumor. I post whatever, dude. Pisses you off. I don't give a shit. So then um, going back on that, it seems like there was some legitimacy, some validity on on, on that because now Brady's even saying that, Giselle was getting pissed off. I mean, Brady's still at 42 years old. He had a quote. I just saw it before we got on here. Does a musician stop at 42 years old? Does a painter stop at 42 years old? He's still a football player. He still has it. He does have it. Anybody out there that thinks that I'm shitting all over Tom Brady and thinks that, oh, you want to talk shit? He he still has it. Tom Brady still is the guy out there. I 100% agree with that. The fact is, on this case, is that Giselle's getting sick and tired of Belichick. He's, she's getting sick and tired of the Patriots. Belichick wants everything out of you. Belichick treats 42-year-old Tom Brady as a 21-year-old Tom Brady, like he's new into the league. That's what makes Belichick who he is and what makes the Patriots organization so great. He expects everything out of you. They, he does not want people skipping OTAs. He does not want people holding out on certain things. If you start doing that, he cuts you. Brady's been the only exception they've been trying to work around with. The way I see this is that Giselle said, it's either New England football or you go somewhere else. You go and take a backseat, literally going to Florida to go to retire. That's what he's pretty much doing in the world of football. It seems like this is, hey, we'll move the kids to Florida, but guess what? You're taking a backseat in Tampa. You're not doing OTAs. You got to spend more time with our family. You got to have more life in theirs. And that could affect his play coming up this season if there is a season. That could really affect his play that he's not spending the extra time with these players that he should be so he can learn their system, learn their weaknesses, and learn their strengths. That kind of comes to a big thing. Brady still wants to play and show he has it, but I think that Giselle's going to ultimately get to him, which I made, and Kev said this earlier, Killer Kev, and he said, I want to just let you know that was a great analogy, Yoko Ono and Giselle. For those Young kids out there who don't know who Yoko Ono is, why you put your hands up there? Yoko Ono. Yeah, thank you. All right. Because you put those hands up like, like that. Ah, Yoko no. Ono rumored rumored to break up the Beatles back in the 60s. And that's like the really hot topic. This is kind of like Giselle breaking up the New England Patriots. Tom, you don't spend enough time with the team. Tom, you go to OTAs too much. You spend too much over here. You need to spend with our team, our team at home. You need to be here more often. You're 42 years old. Let the football dream go like it's over for you. But it's just not. Like Tom Brady's still at the top of his level in, in a certain way for his age. She broke up the New England Patriots. And then I told, I told Rune Dog to find that 
video, which he posts on Ride the Wave, of when Giselle was yelling at Welker when he dropped that pass. And then it made me think of all the times like Giselle at Super Bowl 51, and she's holding her phone, and she's like going like, ah, like look at us, like celebrating. I bet it's kind of like, you know how we make fun of Pat Mahomes' girlfriend and just mm-hmm. seeing like she's just like stupid? That's kind of like Giselle in this in in this way. Yeah, she I probably that... cheering because she thinks her life's back. She's like, "Oh, Tom's finally staying home. We want another Super Bowl. We can pack up the bags and ride off into the sunset." He's like, "Nah, by the come August, I'm out of here." I think that's just very eye opening, and I need to actually listen to it. This is just quotes yeah, that I'm reading, and I got to give this a listen because I want to know more about that. But listen, I'm poking fun at the Giselle Yoko Ono thing. That's Tom Brady slander. You cannot do that. That is so wrong. Fucking lighten up for once in a while. Seriously. How serious does the situation have to be to send a letter? <laughs> like, there's texting, <laughs> emailing, calling, FaceTiming, talking face-to-face. You should resort it to the 1863 way of sending mail. Very old-fashioned. <laughs> no, you know what she did? Very you know why she did it that way? She wants to be, like, the woke person. Like, oh, my God, she wrote a letter to her husband. It's going to be, like, a new trend. I guarantee you that's why that, she did though. it. I respect it too. She's a cloud chaser, but it was revealed today on the Howard Stern show that Giselle absolutely wears the pants in that relationship, and it, it, it just came out. The Yoko Ono thing's a perfect analogy. I don't how people how, like I don't understand how people didn't understand. They're twelve-year-olds. They don't get that. They're too young. They don't know what the Beatles are. I know what I the Beatles were when I was like six. I don't understand, but whatever. Yeah, hundred percent. She wears the pants. He wears a skirt. That's it. All right, the MLB season might be back, Brandon, but uh, every, it's a little little complicated. So I'm sure you know more about this breakdown if you kind of want to explain it to us real quick. I don't know too much about it, but from my understanding is they want to use Arizona and the spring training facilities and the Diamondback Stadium out here to, to kind of jumpstart or even just initially start the MLB season that hasn't even started yet. Um, that was about two weeks away from starting when everything, when the Corona cancellation started going down. But the the teams that would come out here, I've heard that if that the players are on all are all on board with it as long as they know it's safe. But that would be a really big commitment because they would be playing a 162 game schedule still, in basically half the time, and the games would only be seven innings long. And they would mostly, and they would be. They would have two-a-day doubleheaders, which would be absolutely brutal with nobody in the stands even. Um, I also read the report that they wouldn't be using the dugouts per se. They would actually be using the entire stadium. Yeah. And like that there, would, yeah, there wouldn't be fans in there. And you would have all the players just kind of sitting in the stands, which would be a really interesting sight while they, while they waited for uh, their half of the inning to roll around. I think it's a unique idea. I think it could work. I don't think it will uh, see the light of day. Um, I think yeah, so I have an electronic was, strike zone. That they yeah, I think it do. was scheduled like, for the first of May. I think it's not but happening. I, I no. don't see it happening. There's a lot of complicated details, and for for a sport to go so far away from its original rules, I just I can't see it happening. Plus, what happens if you hit the ball, tag someone out, running a first year yeah. within six feet of people? You can't stay exactly. six feet apart the whole time. I give the MLB a, a credit to try to – they got to come up with all these different funky ways. It's the NBA, yeah. like, saying they're going to go down to the Bahamas and go play over there. It's like UFC and Dana White saying, oh, like, let's go buy an island and fucking <laughs> go have our fights over there. I, I, I MLB is trying their best to salvage a season. 
they just need to say it's done. It's over with. It's just trying to give up hope for people. Yeah. I'm, I'm See, telling everybody. I'm telling everybody. There's gonna be summer's canceled. You're not gonna yeah. have a summer. Well, I'm gonna dispute that. I'm gonna dispute that. The 18th is when it's supposed to peak. That's the projected peak. It looks like it's gonna happen too. 33% increase uh, from last week. Uh, Babs, yeah, you work at the hospital. We get it. But I'm just trying to say what I have the information. What I have. Okay. So if it peaks on April 18th. That means it's a two-week peak, presumably, and then it goes down by June 1st where they can start relaxing social distancing. That's still a summer. No, you're not packing 70,000 people into a stadium, but you're still like going to be able to go to the beach and shit. I'm not no. going to believe anything until it happens because what? Like one day it's, everything's going to go away. Like nothing's gonna, I don't think anything changes until this vaccine or any medical. Like yeah. once everybody's sitting inside mm-hmm. now, because and like all the numbers are supposed to peak because everyone's test results are coming back. Everyone's getting tested. It's not because well, it is because obviously more people are getting sick, but like way more results are coming back. That's why when the NBA players got tested immediately, they were like, "Oh, nobody on the Celtics is sick. Good news." And a week later, the Marcus Smart news comes out because that's when they get the test back at that time. Also, say June first does come around and everything's on the decline, they're not gonna say, "Oh, we're so close. Everybody run back outside." All these like. Start going to the beaches, start going, exactly. games, start going to amusement parks. It could be like Everyone's that second wave together. that Babs was talking about. The only thing that I want is just to be able to go back to school in August. Like, I, I'm fine with hitting pause on everything until August. I don't think it's going to happen. I think we're going to have another semester online. But uh, I don't know. This here's, the, here's, the, here's the hospital take on this in, in, in the society. Stafford, let's, you're right, okay? Peaks in April, June 1st, everything's A-OK. When people start hearing that, they are going to start bum-rushing outside and going out there. And then that's when, two, and that's when 2.0 comes because eventually the cases are just going to go back up. This is what I'm worried about and what we're worried about in the hospital front. Our hospital is fucking packed right now with COVID patients. All COVID. 17 floors full of COVID patients. And it's still growing. They're turning all these different floors into ICUs. Here's my issue. Is that one good thing is our hospital is – in a way like we're not getting the drunks we're not getting all this other stuff our er is the last resort in the hospital to store covid patients because what happens is they roll in they get taken care of get shipped to a floor get taken care of you don't just magically covid like leaves you like some of these patients stay there for weeks so what's going to happen when society opens back up june 1st let's say and then our hospitals are still backlogged with patients that are still getting treated for covid and then people start getting into car accidents, shootings, stab wounds, drunken fights. These people start coming to our hospitals. We're already packed as is. So that's why I'm saying like they might have to wait even longer and prolong this so we can start catching back up in the medical side of things. That's that's just my opinion and what I think is going to happen. I legitimately I just, like, do not think that the world's going to be back to normal until like a year. Because like yeah, you said, there's going to be waves and everything. Like maybe you can start going outside more. Maybe you can start hanging out with people more. Like that's that's – going back to normalcy but going back to what we were like what christmas time when the world was just normal and who knew a couple months later that this would happen i think a year of just precaution 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 because nobody wants to be the person who messed it up for everybody or no like trump for example doesn't want to be the idiot that said oh go outside right now and then backlashes on him but i give credit to the mlb and these team and these different things that are trying to uh you know, like Dana White, like that's a business move. And if it works and it, he gets his own island and he, and he screens everybody, that's money to be made. One person gets COVID, that's going to ruin your business because it's going to look so bad. Exactly. Everyone's going to be a backlash. And the thing that people don't get is they're not just testing the athletes. They're not testing the fighters or whatever. 
You test the train, uh, test the training staff. You yeah. test the coaches. You test the assistant coaches. You test uh, the spectators that are there that are not fans, but like oh, they're just involved with the team. Like every single person, every single game is going to be have to have to be tested every and single just time. Almost, just just to finish the baseball thought, the problem with it is if you were to if you were to theoretically start a, a season and then one player finds out that they have they have the corona you got to shut the entire thing down again and that's enough that's millions of dollars you're likely losing why can't it's not they do worth something? trying to fit it in why yeah. can't i know nba said horse and they were thinking about that's doing some stupid. horse thing i know but they're again it's just they're i think trying. it's official no, that's know. actually I, happening what I, about, I know what they're trying the M- but horse is just boring to watch what about the MLB? What about the MLB doing like a skills competition for the summer and like home they, run derbies? They did social- have a talk about doing a, a home run derby potentially. I think I think that's the more likely like candidate for instead of playing an actual season, get like get your top players, get the players that you're trying to market, like get your Mike Trout's or Mookie Betts out to Arizona into one of these ballparks, one of these spring training facilities, have no one there, and just. Let them rip, rip some dangers. Pitching, start like getting these steroid cycles in too. Yeah. You're not going to get tested <laughs> for a while. Like exactly. if you if you get a cycle in and they try to test you, like sorry, I, I have symptoms. I don't want to. I don't want to get tested. I'm like I don't want to go to put your life in danger. They're gonna be like, all right, whatever. What are you gonna say? Yeah. We're supposed to self quarantine. We're all like social distancing. We're all being by ourselves. If I was an MLB player, I would be ripping cycles right now. <laughs> all right, Dude. but. Not much Sticking else it. we can say about the UFC other than the fact that they're going to an island and Dana White is living at the I just want to buy an island for fighting dream. That's the biggest baller move of all time. Yeah, big Dana White. Ultimate flex. Ultimate flex. All time flex. When you when I mean, you look up flex work, in the work. future, this is gonna this is like the story about Dana White buying an island is gonna be there. Dana White did it his own way. UFC used to be nothing. And now yeah. it, I would argue it's one of the four major sports kicking out hockey. I think more people care about the UFC in America than actually. Yeah. yeah like, you know what's about? He's, just co- he's copying Ronaldo. Ronaldo did this like a month ago. He just bought an island and took his entire family there. He's like, we're going to stay here till everything's done. So he's just copying Ronaldo, but on a much bigger scale, obviously <laughs> he's running a company. Yeah. I mean, imagine having the, where is this island? Like he just said, no how much undiscovered land out there do you think there really is? <laughs> like, when you flip over a globe, you see nothing but blue for the Pacific Ocean. There's got to be some spots. There's little spots in there, yeah, totally. Yeah, you, ever seen, right, you ever seen... Could, could you just claim that as your own? You guys spoke at the same time. Could you just claim <laughs> that as your own? Like, is that possible? Probably. Could you just is find it? an island? Is it like buying a star? It? Yeah. I don't know. That'd be kind of sick. You just, like, put your own flag down. Like, yeah, this is mine now. There's there's an episode of Family Guy like that, but I was gonna say you ever seen uh, Cloudy with the Chance of Meatballs, the animated uh, movie that came out a few years ago, when they they show they show exactly where the island is, and it's like you gotta you gotta get really close to a map where it says Atlantic Ocean. It's right by the by the one of the letters on on the map, and that's why yeah, you can't what, see what the are island. Hiding? What are globe makers hiding? Exactly. Conspiracy theory. What's wrong with it? They're onto big globe. <laughs> All right, speaking of fighting, onto, yeah. WrestleMania happened this weekend. I caught. A couple of the matches, like here and there, I just had it on in the background. Obviously, without fans, did any of you watch any days of WrestleMania? I'm not gonna lie, no. I've heard about WrestleMania, and I do not give a single care in the world. I do not give a lick of my attention to WrestleMania. I do like 100% do not care about it whatsoever. For the record, 
every, every year I watch it. Like I grew up watching WWE <laughs> religiously. So I'm like, oh, I'll tune in every year. But I tune in especially this year. Baz, did you watch it? So um, I, I end up working all weekend. Usually what I do on WrestleMania weekends is we get the boys together. I have the night off, just drink all day. I think um, the best thing they said was this should start being two days. They, they won't do that because they like to be in the stadiums and everything. But it works out because you spread out the matches and everything. Uh, what I did was I, re- I read our chat. I know Matt Gordon and Dito, Kev, like some of these guys, um, Brothers, Anthony, one of our stuff. new guys. They're all watching and everything. Um, I did watch. I watched it at work each night. The Taker and AJ Styles match. That was cool. That was like a movie. And the Cena and Bray Wyatt were both like movies. Um, yeah. I like that. It actually was funny because Matt Hardy was the first one to really do that. <laughs> Uh, back in TNA, yeah, and he brought it over stuff. to WWE, so it was like a cinematic like match. I mean, that's what wrestling is. It's it's predetermined. It's entertainment. It's like movies. And actually, someone made a good point saying this could prolong Undertaker's career for another ten years because he could just do these some somewhat movies, and people yeah, yeah. still tune into some shit like that. Um, they said if this was actually WrestleMania and AJ Styles and Undertaker had a real match in, in Tampa Bay, it probably wouldn't have been good at all because Undertaker's up there in that age. Uh, I don't know who Cena said th- this. Uh, I don't know who said this. It was someone in our chat, one of the new guys. Um, the WWE's going away. I'm like, if you don't know Vince McMahon, he has that uh, Raw being like the longest what episodic show for the past several decades Vince McMahon's not fumbling that bag I think the WWE is still going to go on whether it's pay-per-views or not or just like big matches on Raw there'll be something WWE once a week and I think it'll be Raw simply because of the streak going yeah yeah I I think that they I mean they have a TV contract and they still have to fulfill those needs what they've been doing is they've been showing old clips like old Wrestlemania's or they've been just showing like old pay-per-views or whatever they can do to fill in some of that time but um because it's good because you probably have an audience that's like, oh, I, I haven't watched wrestling in years. Like, like, let me keep up with it. They had a Cena. Bray Wyatt had the same thing. It was kind of like Cena's entire career. It was cool. Him wearing the NWO shirt. Like, the wrestling nerds want to see that happen. That's money to be made. You're printing little money. Literally, you're printing money if Cena came back and wore NWO. And Cena could be the Cena of like Hulk Hogan just owning everything in WWE and people would like that. And eventually they get sick of it about a year or two later, which is the perfect because you could build a baby face in between that time. You can, um, and then take them down. Uh, what WWE is going to sh- or should do is more of those cinematic matches and have the, I mean, they can do those on their own time and their own quarantine life and then use those for raw and SmackDown. I think this is a perfect opportunity to do interviews. I think that drew McIntyre shouldn't have won the WWE title because it doesn't. It's not that feel good moment to win in an empty arena. It kind of sucks. Yeah, um, I would just give it back to Brock. I would just let Brock run with it and just have Drew have his moment at the next big pay per view that they actually have people inside there, so he can have that big moment. So, uh, but we'll see. I'm interested to see what WWE. I don't really watch them. It's just anymore. a weird I environment. Like, yeah, I I, I, I rarely watch it. it now. If I ever watch WWE. It's uh, on the like WWE Network, which is like one of the top five inventions of all time. It's awesome. It's literally all your like childhood matches, and even before that, just there. So like once like a month or something like that, I'll just throw on a random match. Hey Bob. WWE is awesome. I don't care what people say about hey, it. WWE is like the absolute best thing in the world. I just drunk. I got a question for you. Uh oh. We got a Rune Dog report coming in hot. Leroy the Wolf. Uh, the dog reporting that uh, Rob Gronkowski is seriously considering uh, NFL comeback with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What are your initial reactions? 
Uh, Leroy the dog. That's uh, PMT's dog right there. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because I think the last one we were like, no, that's dead. It's over with. Wow. If he comes back and it goes to Tampa Bay, I. That'd be awesome. That'd be so funny. Okay. But if you're a Patriot, <laughs> as a Patriots fan, I'd be pretty I'd pissed. I'd be fucking pissed off, dude. This guy dicked you around. He played with your heart the entire time. And then, oh, he magically comes back. And we, and we said that could happen, Joe, when we talked about the Raiders and be like, oh, maybe Rob Gronkowski comes back. Oh, maybe it happens. I feel like this is just another way to do the rumors. And I'm not believing it. Like Tyler Miller says, don't believe it till I see it. But if, he does, go to, if he does go to Tampa Bay, I know originally we talked about that was a reality of him going to the Raiders and coming back and there was more talk. Now that Brady's actually gone and now we see what our team is, and I look at Gronk coming back and be like, yeah, I'm going to go play with Tom Brady. I'm going to be pissed as a Patriots fan. And you know what? I'll probably talk shit about Rob Gronkowski, and I'll probably lose another three or 4,000 followers because they're like, why sure. can't you do that? He won us two Super Bowls. He won us three Super Bowls, even though he wasn't there for Super Bowl 51. He won us three Super Bowls. You shouldn't be doing that. That's, that's a bitch move if he ends up coming back just to play with Tom Brady. It's different if Julian Edelman plays with Tom Brady wanting to be traded down there because, hey, I don't want to take on this mentorship role because Edelman stuck it out all, the, all these years. Gronk left. Hey, rule number Lamello one. <laughs> play Lamello them Ball before they play bought, you. Lamelo Ball has bought the Illawarra Hawks, the NBL team in Australia that he played for. At 18 years old, he came to this low-life Australian basketball league, bought the team, and bounced. <laughs> if you want to talk about big ball moves, I have never been a bigger fan of the Ball family. My, like, I am a top five Ball family fan out there. It is I don't know. I have a big baller brand sweatshirt. Everything that they do, I find the most entertaining thing in the entire world. Like LeVar Ball, well, LeVar Ball was really cooking in the streets, like on uh, the social media waves and all that stuff, making like headline after headline after headline. Like 2017. You have to lean in with LeVar Ball. That's like entertaining. Yeah. It's funny. He, like, obviously he knows he's not like meaning what he's saying. He's like, oh, I could be Michael Jordan. Yeah, yeah. It gets everybody wicked mad at him. And he, he knows how to brand himself. He stops talking about Lonzo. And Lonzo starts balling out. So, like, Lonzo Ball is still good. LeVar Ball has never been the problem. LaMelo Ball, I think he's going to be better than Lonzo Ball. Uh, I think he should be the number one pick in the draft, but I don't think he will be because of LeVar Ball, quote-unquote, baggage that doesn't exist at all. <laughs> and the, I don't know. I just think it's a funny move to buy the team that you played for less than, like, a couple it's months so ago. funny. Who has the first pick in the draft right now? Uh, well, there's a lottery. This, and I think they still got to do the lottery, but I think the you know, Warriors. What are the odds? Like, what are the odds though? Because someone has 25 percent to win, right? I think the Warriors have the Warriors. best odds for it. So uh, let me check. Right well, they one. switched it up. The top three picks all have the yeah. same percentage. Oh, oh yeah. Zion, I think he's better than Anthony Edwards because I don't. Or Obi Topin. I think with with Lamelo Ball, there's no way to compare him to other college players because he hasn't played. Traditional, he doesn't take the traditional path. He's been playing overseas since he was in high school. He didn't even finish his senior high school. He's like the oh, American Luca, but he didn't play basketball. So there's no way to compare him. Yeah, let's do what I'm saying. When every overseas player is drafted early, like the hell Porzingis was booed, Luca Doncic right. wasn't booed, but he was he was more hyped up. Lamelo Ball is the most hyped up overseas player, even though he's technically not overseas in a very long time. And Dragon Bender, for example, the person who was picked uh, right before yeah. Jalen Brown. Like, nobody knows about these overseas players because they can't compare them. Like, you compare college players. Oh, this guy played really well against Michigan State. Well, this guy got locked down by Michigan State or something like that. So, I think Melo Ball is a, like, a legitimately good basketball player. And I think he, 
I think he's going to not surprise a lot of people because there are a lot of LaMelo Ball fans, but for every fan, there's so many more haters. I think right. he's going to shut a lot of haters up. No, so I agree with you that he's a good player. I actually do think he'll be a productive player in the NBA. The reason why I don't think he's worthy of a number one overall pick is the Trey Young factor. You see Trey on the NBA, undisputedly a top 10, or not top 10, top yeah. 15 player at the very least. Baller. His team sucks. Obviously, it's not his fault. The front office has done the best job putting weapons around him even before he got there. But if a team is picking number one overall, you're trying to pick a franchise-changing player. At point guard, I'm not sure if that's possible unless you're Steph Curry. So I don't think he's worth number one pick just for that reason alone. Well, there's there's a lot of... like Point guard, I think, is the most... the deepest like uh, position out there in terms of talent. Well, you got to think a lot of guards that are unreal at basketball simply don't make the team uh, like the all NBA teams. But what you have Steph, Kyrie, Kemba, Dame, Russ. I'm trying to think of all the just like unreal. Right. Trey Young so, should be right, up so there. I agree with you. Okay. How many so of them say, won, look for how many of them brought teams to the championship? One. Yeah. yeah. As you were just saying with That's that part. Saying. Kyle yeah, Lowry. like how Zion Williamson's immediately making an impact right away. He's making like a solid plus minus. He's doing that stuff. However, LaMelo Ball, people forget he's like six foot eight still. He's like six nine and he's only 18 and he's still going to be growing. He just has the handles of a ball handle. Like how Ben Simmons, technically a point guard. He's the size of a power forward. He's like, I think he is seven feet tall. He's not six eleven, but he can just handle the ball. I think LaMelo Ball is going to be something like that, like a Ben Simmons type of player that can just shoot the ball. So I think obviously height is uh better in basketball like it's it's advantageous in basketball and Lamelo ball is only a kid growing and he's playing against professional basketball players like a lot of these college uh, professional basketball players overseas they went to college brad wanamaker he went to Pitt, played overseas for a minute because he couldn't make it to the nba now he's back in the nba so it's not like yeah there are a lot of homegrown nbl talent uh euro league talent that go there their whole life and switch over but Lamelo ball's been going back and forth He's been making news everywhere he's gone. So, like, that's instant Zion-type media attraction. And then uh, he's just a productive player. I think he's going to be very good. Poor I don't guy. think Jello Ball makes anything at all. Like, no. <laughs> I think he's as soon he as Jello got the G League, right? Yeah, then the G League got canceled. So he got his yeah. one chance. The whole world shut down. I don't know. Big fan of the Ball family. That's all I got on that subject. Unless anyone wants to add anything else. That's it. I'm not a big fan of him, but... It is pretty entertaining. All right, here we go. We're going to go to some DMs and then wrap up the show. I think we got a good amount of questions from the last time I checked. All right, we got like, oh, wow, we actually do have a lot of questions. First one, Patriots build. Can Tom Brady, even if he played badly, get butts and seats in Tampa Bay? Uh, yeah, I yes. think everyone's going to go to Tampa Bay Buccaneers game simply because Tom Why Brady is this a question? Yeah. Like, why is it even a question? It's Tom Brady. You're, of course, You're going to get a lot of New England fans flying down there to watch him play in a Bucks uni. Yeah, kill a Kev for one. Yeah. Mm. Masters uh, Lane. I asked us to send his four-month-old a jersey. She's going to know the legend of the TB12. <laughs> Buy your own kid a jersey. <laughs> I have, like, 20 bucks. I'm not going to spend a jersey that I'm not going to wear and a four-month-old's not going to wear. Bad question. Will the new uh, Aaron L17, will the new Pats unis be fire or trash? I think it's just the color rush, right? Just color rush 
becomes the main uh, uniform. There's, there's going to be an alternate as well, too. We just don't know what the alternate's going to look like. It's I don't know if it's red or royal blue or even both. But the color rush is going to be the home jersey, and it seems like the all-white's going to be there a ways. I think they're going to announce that on the, uh, next next week on the 14th. So the, what did the Falcons just announce their jerseys today? Well, um, so actually, the Falcons were supposed to drop them later, but they got leaked, and they just said, fuck it. Like, they're just going to drop yeah. them now. The Patriots that was one been... of the questions. One of the questions. So we just got to get a hacker. Jerseys. Um, I, I, I wasn't a, I wasn't a fan. The numbers are a little bit too big. They're a little too pointy. I like the original, like the original the ATL is too timeless. big. The ATL is really big. I don't like that. Really the gradient. Big. I'm also this is more a personal taste. I don't love the gradient on a jersey. I really, I just like the plain like pattern like yeah. they had before. I honestly thought that jerseys were perfect beforehand. I like their what jerseys, I thought too. Their scheme I love, a lot. Those, I those um, black, those black jerseys with the white numbers and the red outlines are the best jerseys in football. Yeah, and then they no, just got rid of them. I agree with with the normal lettering, with the normal. Yeah, 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 not the, not these new ones. These new ones are good. They, they look just like the Hawks. They no. look like the Hawks uh, ATL jerseys. Do you think that cities with like sports teams that all play together, like they should all have the same colorway, kind of like how Pittsburgh has the Pirates? Oh no, Penguins, no, 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 no. I love that. But um, look I at Boston. You have Red Sox, city. Celtics, Bruins. That's all. That's yeah. But I think every city colors. should have. You're, you're just the same colorway, like same yeah. same type of uniform, just because it'd be like pride for the city. I think that would be cool, but it'd I don't be think unique. It'll yeah, could like, be Pittsburgh a cool is, yeah, the only one who does it. Who else? I think it's just Pittsburgh. But... It. All right, Babs, I got a football question for you. Out of the new alternate, because they're as far as we know, the helmet's not going to be a drastic change. So we're not going back to the Pat Patriot logo as as we know right That's now. That's stupid. I don't know why but, anybody wants to go back to that logo. No, no, I'm, I'm not just saying that. No, so, I'm just saying. Right. So we're sticking with the Elvis, and it's going to be just a modified helmet. What do you think the chances are that they actually launch a 90s, maybe a modernized version of the 90s jerseys, the Royal Blues? Uh, of the actual Royal Blues? I think there's a good chance, dude. I just, I just try to go back on last year, last May, when we were told about how they were putting <laughs> in for the Royal Blues and, and the red jerseys, and now they put in for both of them, and it kind of makes sense because it takes one year for that to go through to the NFL, and everything has to be approved. I just felt like this, uh, Stafford, if their color rush is going to be home and say it's an all-white away, they can have as many alternates as they want. Like They can have two alternates, just that according to the NFL rules, they can only wear it three times in the season. So they could do one game, they wear just the Royal Blues, and that's it, and then they could do two games with the red. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Plus, yeah. with, the helmet, with the helmet change coming, uh, in the terms of teams are now could wear another helmet in 2021, which they would have the old Pats the Patriots logo, it makes sense to try to bring back those alternates and update them a little bit so that way in some of those games they could wear some of those older helmets, uh, the white helmet. I think right. they should go with the white helmet no matter what this year, and they should dump the silver because even the old Pats the Patriots logos, they could wear them on their color rush jerseys next year if they decide to, uh, right. in 2021, if they want to go back to those helmets. So follow-up, I want to, you know, propose this change the nfl should abolish the helmet rule and should also abolish the three alternate jersey rule and the nfl should adopt the nba style of making it just a shit ton yeah. of different jerseys and they would make think, a ton more money the I nba think is I, killing the jersey game right now and i think with nike um when did they take over nfl like 2012 so I think, or 13 sounds right. So now that so I think that what they've been doing is I think Nike's been pushing for that as well, but NFL is staying put. I can understand the helmet thing because of the concussion and they wanted to try to study helmets and all that. 
that's starting to get pushed a little bit back. And I think the NFL has been slowly trying to open the door up. And I think we will end up like Christmas jerseys would be fire. Like they should have that for That'd the NFL cool. for Christmas jerseys for, uh, I think Thanksgiving would be more, I think for like any sport, specifically the NBA, yeah. because they play on Christmas, they should just make ugly sweater jerseys. That would be like, yeah. cool. And, and they should have like a Thanksgiving themed and a Halloween themed yeah. jersey. Like you can, that's three like major American holidays in a way that you could end up having for jerseys. Then an opening day jersey as well too. For the Patriots one, uh, St. Patrick's Day version, like the Sox have, would be an absolute slam dunk. That'd be cool. Because they already have the red in the color. Well, I do is just replace. And then you can wear it to Celtics games. Yeah, exactly. That would be a home uh, home run too. So. Yeah, they'd make and they'd make a ton of money like off that. It's it's too bad they didn't have the '90s jerseys last year with Brady because they would have made millions of dollars. I mean, they could still sell that. Like they can still sell Brady jerseys. They're still always going to sell Brady's jerseys. Yeah. But um, I I think that eventually they'll. I think what they'll do is I think they should go with the white helmet this year because I think white matches well with other with other jerseys that they can make. And um, I think maybe that maybe that's been said with teams like. Hey, update your helmets because in a couple of years you're allowed to wear multiple multiple jerseys. So that way you can start matching whatever helmet you have updated. Kind of gives everyone like a heads up of like, hey, we we're gonna eventually yeah. go do that. Right, we got three more questions. The first one from James Wilson the third. He goes, uh, "F you, kill a Kev." <laughs> Good question. <laughs> That's that was great. Great question. <laughs> uh, Miguel Garcia, two thousand sixty-seven or two hundred sixty-seven. What were your first thought? No, wrong one. EK out four one three. Trade Sony for a second or even a first, and take that money and pay James White instead. Thoughts? No, you're not no. getting a first or second for Sony, Michelle. Yeah, I don't know I don't what you should I want backs. some running backs. Uh, don't carry value. I don't think people yeah. realize they don't carry any value like a, whatsoever. Yeah, it's, it's like buying a new. League. It's like buying a brand new car. It depreciates the second you drive it off the lot. That's what happens with the running no. back. If you trade Sony Michelle, that's like buying like a used 2003 Civic. That's essentially what you're getting for like a second round well, draft. Well, the problem is, break. Well, you said running backs don't carry value. Just see the example that Todd Gurley was. The Rams couldn't find a trade partner for Todd Gurley, who was like one of the NFL's premier running backs. The same thing is going to happen well, he also with the arthritis. So that's a fair. Yeah. Point too. Well, the same. Well, the same thing happens with all these running backs. When was the last time a running back went for a first, second round pick? Um, it's like Ricky it's like Williams, having a PS3 you, instead of a fair. PS4. To be yeah. fair, Ricky Williams went for an entire draft. He, 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 right. he, he I, I, the right to draft him traded for a first, a second, a third, a fourth, a fifth, and a sixth. Running backs are the PlayStation 3s of the world right now because everyone had them when they were kids. Everyone had the PS3 or the PS2 or something like that, <laughs> the older gaming system, and then that was what worked. That, that was just the successful way to do it, that you're going to want to succeed. You're going to get a PS3, play with your friends and all that stuff, and then I'll, you know, I can go on. And then the PS4 comes out, which is the wide receiver, and more people start buying the PS4, and more people start adapting to the new landscape of video games. And then the people who are left behind with PS3s, they're not experiencing the same thing, such as, for running backs, winning football games. So it's just the evolution of time. It's wide receivers league. That's all the questions that we got. Uh, a lot of them are the same thing that we already talked about, such as, like, can we buy a Bucks jersey? What were your thoughts when Brady left? Uh, if you want to get those questions answered... Listen to the show a couple episodes ago, but yeah. yeah. Uh, any anything else before we wrap it up? Stay safe, stay healthy. I'm right, uh, I'm off Fabulous this weekend. I uh, I've, I'm on like I think I'm working 13 shifts in 11 days or something like that. So uh, I can't wait to get absolutely. 
obliterated on Saturday. <laughs> Bud lattes will be flowing. Can't wait to have a day off. Where? Just just in your house? Gonna get sanitized. Um, no, I'm just gonna do it. It's gonna be nice out on Saturday. I'll be in the backyard, maybe do some yard work, mow the lawn. Got a couple outdoor games, like, you know, play. Practice being a you know, dad. Just, just yeah, <laughs> practice being a dad. Run around the yard a little bit with my hands down, like I'm trying to chase like a little baby. So try to diaper one of the squirrels in your yard, something like that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> try, try to practice some diapers. You know, get my reps up. Yeah. All right, staff. Any final thoughts? Uh no. Stay safe, Brandon. Binge Boston's Big Three. We have almost 50 episodes available on Spotify and Apple. Next episode. My final thought is I'm the single greatest popcorn throw in the air catch with my mouth person in the entire world. There's there's a video that's going hot in the streets on my Snapchat. <laughs> Five in a row. I mean, there's just not a lot of people who could do that. I will challenge anybody nice forehead. on Instagram Live on you're Ride like the Wave Media. You're right now. Yeah. <laughs> you're worse than Portnoy. Like rune dog. I looked up like, what do you mean nice forehead? Thanks, but... Anyways, if you want to face me in the streets on a popcorn in your mouth, throw it up in the air, catch a challenge. That's not hard. It we... sticks to your tongue. All right. Then let's go on Instagram Live Just tomorrow so... morning. I'll go for, by the <laughs> way, if you go for Boss's Big Three, we're having a challenge. Football stick to your glove, too. You know? You got to yeah, do what you got to do. Use it to your advantage. All right. I'll see you on the IG Live streets, then. Competition coming. And eat some Kraft macaroni and cheese. But this has been Boston's Big Three, episode 49, presented by Ride the Wave Media. We will catch you eventually. Brandon's lighting his house on fire. And uh, maybe we won't see Brandon.